welcome back to the Hit Refresh podcast for yet another amazing guest episode. Here we are present with Mr. Harry Rathbone Thomas. Harry is a transformational life coach. He originates from the health and fitness industry, being a personal trainer for 16 years and has ran two successful personal training studios in London for 12 years. Number One Fitness was recognized as one of the top and number one fitness companies in the UK with net revenue in millions. And they have trained celebrities, royal family members. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. <laughs> royal family members and then corporate and general population too. He currently lives in Brazil where he continues his passion that is coaching. He's also the co-host of the podcast Lads Talk Health. Check out his website harrythomascoaching.com and you can also contact him on Instagram with the handle harrythomascoaching. So welcome to the podcast Harry. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's go back to the start, right? So we read about you and we want the audience to know about it too. So in UK you're a personal trainer and number one fitness has also started and it's in a rise so what were a few setbacks from that time uh, when you were a personal trainer or when what's a highlight and low light of being a personal trainer back in the uk and being a life coach now in brazil okay uh, i can go maybe through like a, a little timeline then and then just yeah. some of the things across in the time. yeah so I started as a personal trainer i i went to school love sports but I, i didn't know what i wanted to do for my career i then went into college and do a sports diploma which by the end of it got you no job anyway you'd have to go and do more studying to get something so yeah. stumbled across a fitness instructor course that they were offering for very cheap and the the lady on the crew uh, lady who was doing our assessor she said her job was working on the cruise and traveling around the world training people and then after that I'm like oh you can do that and 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 get paid for it so that was the kind of the gateway into personal training i i never went on a cruise but that was the uh, the story that got me going i then moved into london um as a personal trainer and then my life really started transforming then at at the time i i was on the outskirts of london i i didn't know much about life at all it is only when you start working with clients that are millionaires and are in the banking are in finance i understood what things were i was really unconscious now looking back uh, so i got to mix with a, a lot of successful people and with that you start getting insights to the way they operate and how their lives and and the biggest thing that that period that everyone was stressed everyone i worked with was stressed everyone was unhealthy everyone went out and drunk loads they spent loads of money then then they felt crap the next day and it was this whole cycle all the way through i then met my business partner who we were both the new guys in the gym and in the personal training industry i'm not i know the fitness industry is getting huge out uh, where you are now as well there's a lot of bad trainers that give us a bad reputation they do a course and then they all of a sudden are, are just delivering sessions to the public but not not doing what personal trainers should and and that goes with every career in every industry too many of us want the quick option where we go on a course and then we think we're the expert but you need to work at your craft and get experience so we then put our heads together and set up our own studio and 
at the time we were just personal trainers. We didn't didn't know anything else about business. We just thought, oh, we've got our own gym. So over the years, it was very interesting that we were doing every single job role. And I think that's an, uh, a big advice to people is if you've got a business or you're going into a company, go and learn how everything's done. Doesn't mean you're going to do it, but get an understanding of, of what, how things happen. Because later down the line, when you're then employing staff as a receptionist or you're employing the accountants, you at least know. And uh, I, I say that because we've been stung a few times where we've employed people to do our digital marketing, for example. We didn't have a clue about digital marketing and they were doing all these things behind the scenes and we're spending this much money in ads. They weren't doing anything. They were just taking our money. If we had known, <laughs> we would have been able to make better choices. So, yeah, the... There was, I think, the, a lot of the downs were putting our trust in people um, and it just expecting good things to happen. And along that way, we, we had people steal from us. We'd have staff members that didn't show up. You'd have customers that would uh, want their money back after once. Like You'd have all these different things that you're kind of met with. And then the biggest uh, challenge was when we opened the second studio. At the time, we were two young lads, didn't really know too much, but we were doing well within in, in the business. But when we opened a second one, it separated us. There was more jobs to do, and both both gyms then just lost revenue because we, we couldn't put our full attention there. And at that point, we needed to employ, which was a whole different uh, ball game. So it was working with people, finances were bad, um, having to do all the work yourself, lack of sleep. And obviously we're personal trainers promoting health and our health was the thing that was really being impacted more than any, anything. So yeah, within that, there was quite a lot of learning experiences, but the fact I've done it now, I have a story to tell and I know I wouldn't do it. I'd do it very differently going forward. So that, that was a, a, a big part of um, number one is just kind of, you learn as you go along, and then the mistakes that happen, you have to learn from them and, and do it differently and, and don't keep making the same mistakes again. But like, how did you handle all the stress at that point? Because all those things happening consecutively, how do you manage your stress? Like, uh, you, you did say that it was a bit of a, it was all over the place, but then how do you get back from that? Yeah, I'd say um, processes, structures and, and like documenting as you go along because there's things that you'll do that you're, you're going to fail. That's what we do in life. We fail first, but we need to start recording how do we make it easier for ourselves going after. But when you said, how do I deal with the stress? Back then, I didn't deal with the stress well at all. I, in fact, I... I I had a breakdown, uh, quite a bad one, and that was kind of like the uh, starting point of my, my journey. And uh, I used to procrastinate. I used to just ignore different tasks, not get back to emails, not respond to voice messages. And it built up and up and up. And again, I, I was a go with the flow kind of guy. So I just thought everything's gonna be okay. And at one point I had a breakdown. I went on a holiday with friends, I started crying in front of everyone and I, I had a panic attack. And it, uh, it was uh, at that point where I needed to make some changes and that's when I, I stumbled across meditation. 
I'm not sure if you guys know Deepak Chopra. He's he's the thing that he's the person that got me into yeah. all of this. Yeah, I went on a whole journey after that. So now coming to the question, you have been on such an inspirational journey. Like you have worked with people who are who have terminal illness. You have uh, you have worked as a life coach. You have been uh, you have been a look up to person for many of many of the people. So, is there anyone you look up to? Uh, like, do you have a role model, and what qualities do you admire in in them? Yeah. Uh, so, people asked me that before. Who is my role model? And I, it was really difficult, like, to say before. I couldn't put my finger on it. It was usually footballers. I love football, but I, they were my role model for football. My role models now would be people like uh, a guy called Wayne Dyer. He's not here anymore. Uh, and there's another guy uh, called Jim Rome, and both of their work is so powerful. So they both passed away, but their words have so much impact on my life. And if I ever need inspiration or need help, I'll go and search for their work first of all. And there's always some gems and magic that, that comes from it. So they're my two role models in terms of where I see myself going and, and the message that I want to be able to put out there. But there's loads of people now within the, the self-help space. So Eckhart Tolle, he's one of my favorites. Deepak Chopra. On the business side, there's, um, there's a guy called Darren Hardy. And he's uh, the chief editor of Success Magazine. So every year he gets to interview the 12 most successful people throughout the year. And you get all the insights from, from normal people doing amazing things. So I, I love what he's about. And he's got a book called The Compound Effect as well. So he, he helps you just simplify your life. Um, I love motivational speakers. So Eric Thomas, been the biggest influence for me over the last few years. Yeah, that, there's a whole list of people there and we'll check that out surely. <laughs> I, I love motivational speakers because when they talk, it gets people thinking. So sometimes yeah. we get stuck in stressful moments and we don't know how to get out of it. And you hear someone tell their story and you're like, oh, I mean, now what am I stressing over? They've gone through a lot worse than me. And, and yeah. it just puts, puts things into perspective quite a lot. Of yeah, no, it actually makes sense because uh, motivational speakers, their job is to like inspire people. But even as you, like, you are a life coach, so even your job... Uh, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, of course, but like a major part of your job is to inspire people and make them realize what, so like, could you talk about that too? So like, how do you, how do you in, like take inspiration from motivational speakers and how do you implement that in your own teachings? Yeah, um, yeah, so life coaching, that's what I'm doing all the time now. And I, I, I love everything about it. Uh, that, that's extended them from the personal trainer side. So health has always been a, big component yeah. so a lot of the work I do is I help people reconnect to themselves so I get them to understand that they are in control of all their decisions they are the one that has to take responsibility of their choices once they do do that then they can reward their self and stuff as well so everything's about us as the individual whereas in this world we always wait for something else to happen like, for example, COVID, we're waiting for the government to tell us what to do. We're waiting for all this information to come towards us. But yet, whilst we're waiting, we're forgetting about us. So it's like, control what you can control. 
and try not to get caught in some of the dramas that's out of your hands. It's happening, it's not great, but at the moment, that's a stress that I don't need to waste my energy on. So that, that's a, a key thing is, is really helping people understand who they are, but also giving them more clarity. Where are, so my, my whole uh, philosophy works on past, present, and future. I just simplify things. So where are you at right now? And I get people to start analyzing their life holistically. So we look at the whole components, your finances, your career, your family, your health. So we get them to first of all analyze and, and rank themselves. We then would then go back into their past. And the problem is most of us live in our past. We regret things we've done. We wish we would have done this. Your past is gone. It's irrelevant. So what we do is go into the past and let's take some teachings from it. Okay, what did you learn from that? What could you do differently now? So back to the present. And then the key part for me, I believe, is the future. Most people don't know what they want. They have an idea, but they're not clear on it. They don't know how to get there, and they don't know many people that have got there either. There's a question to you guys. How many, how many people, first of all, do you know that are generally really happy with life? Like we'll have to think very deep, and even after yeah. thinking, we'll just get a handful. Not even yeah. a handful, I mean, <laughs> just one guy or two guys. Maybe. Well, there's a handful, but like you said, you have to think about it, right? Think really, about, yeah. think so. How many people do you know that are not happy in life? Live <laughs> <laughs> in a world where we focus on the negatives all the time. And if we knew how to live a happier life, we would be following it. So the first question always is, do you know many people that are happy? Like the second one, how many people do you know that are happy and have a game plan for life? And that's the, the missing component. We don't know what we want. So my aim is to, I, I know what I really want to get out of it now. So now I'm meeting all my clients. I'm telling them my story and where I'm going. You all can come with me because it's not about me. It's we're all doing this together. And I think it's getting people to let go of these restrictions of what you think is possible. And again, different cultures, we believe in different things. We grow up in different uh, communities and some people don't feel that they fit into somewhere else. And these are all just limiting beliefs. So one of my other key things is let go of all of that. And if I gave you a magic wand right now, what would you want? Most people can't answer that question. Happiness is, I guess, everyone would. And end point is peace and happiness would be. But what, what does that mean? And, and that's the thing. Like, that's amazing. But we could get, and, and this, is, this is how simple we could make things. We could have peace and happiness right now. We could go to that moment like that. Yeah. The problem, don't, we don't know. I think we try so hard to get more and more, but sometimes the peace is just here anyway. But that's something that we can come on to when we go into the meditation stuff. That, yeah. that plan to work towards it. It once you know what you want, yeah. Then whatever way, like let's say you're having a bad day. Well, uh, for example, imagine if I told you you're going to make two million pounds at the end of the year. It's guaranteed. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah. When you're having a bad day, and how would you deal with it if you know you're going to get two million pounds at the end of the year? Yeah, just that would. All right, I can deal with this. I know what's coming. So it's exactly. almost like that would just in. tears already. <laughs> <laughs> it's belief, and then it turns into a knowing. It's like once people start feeling it and they start putting these things into place in their own lives. They're doing it. They're not relying on a personal trainer. They're not relying on me telling them what to do. They're doing it. 
And then when it comes true, they're like, oh my God, this is easy. Then they do the next step. And that's the bit I love is I empower people to make their own decisions. And then I support them along the way and give them a place to come back to me and go, I've had a shit day and this happened and that happened and da -da -da. And, like, and I just listen. And, and that's, that's the key part. We don't have many people that can actually listen to us without interrupting or, or putting their agenda on things. The concept of meditation is catching up and more and more people are now getting into it. So as a, as a life coach, what is, like, what is the process of meditation and how do you like, approach the term meditation? Okay, so let, let's take you as a student then and say, what, what are your stresses? So you said the marks. So I would say rather than thinking of meditation, the actual practice, because you do sit there for 10 minutes and you're quiet and people are like, okay, didn't really feel anything. If I told you that you're going to smash your test, you're going to turn up so confident and you're, you're going to be able to deal with that stress easily. You're going to be able to these interviews that you're going to go in for and you know exactly how you're going to do it. You're going to be able to like be as healthy as you can and, and feel the stress coming and be able to handle it. We can do that through meditation. So it's the outcome that I get people to focus on. Meditation is just a tool. And unfortunately, it's just got a word attached to it. And we all just think of, all right, close your eyes and just quiet the mind. It's that's what we've been, I think, a lack of education. So I help people go into these scenarios, like they're already visualizing what would happen if Okay, I've got five questions. I'm really unsure. I'm panicking. Okay, I'm going to sit with it. And then we're going to take them through that one. And the stress comes if you know deep down that you haven't done the work for the test. Because if you've done enough of the work for it, you can go into it knowing I've done what I can. And yes, the nerves are going to come there, but I've also now been meditating on these nerves. So I'm going to be able to give it my best opportunity right now and be okay with that. The problem is, is a lot of times we all do it in life. We leave things to the last minute. We go in unprepared, unorganized. And then all of a sudden we got then the actual stress of the test, which if someone said do it in your bedroom, you'd be fine. But because there's this, this day and this test, and that's the thing that I help people work on is that that stress is going to come. But if you're pre-organized beforehand and you've already then mapped all this out leading up to it, you'll be able to deal with it a lot easier. I'll give, I'll give an example just from a sports term. There was a, a cyclist who's the, the most decorated cyclist in England for the Olympics, Chris Hoy, or Great Britain. And he used to work with someone that would take him through similar meditation visualizations. And one time he went really out and he said, right, all the racers before you, they've all got the world record. They've all smashed the world record. So you now need to go and win this race, but also you need to, you need to get the fastest time ever. So every day he said he'd be going through it, he'd feel the crowd, he'd feel the tension. And he said on the actual day of the Olympics, three people had got the world record before him. It never happened before. But he said, I dealt with it so easy because I'd been doing it every day in my meditation. And he won the world record, got the gold medal. So it's the, almost like this future that we don't know it's almost like, let's get creative. Your students, you have a creative brain anyway. Let's go and create what the outcomes could be and now sit with that feeling. Okay, this build. Then you know how to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, 
like more than the outcome the outcome which we have to achieve it's like mental like uh, you have to think and it just happens so that also happens with meditation like i can't relate with you what you're saying the, you said think as well so all our experience in life is through our senses our thought is not a sense the problem is we get caught up in our thoughts it's our feelings it's it's the smell it's our sight it's our feel our, our hearing so when you're getting these stressful moments i encourage people sit with your senses like there's stress but what is stress is it here is it that what is it and then what you can do in an instant is then find what's happiness then where's that ah oh, just change it is obviously it's not that easy but that's where you can get to while we are on the topic of meditation so can you tell us more about think future and feel now um think future feel now is 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 my creation and it it come from kind of the experience i've had with meditation um as a, as a coach i work with people that have been told they're going to die like they have terminal illnesses and and sometimes like there's a lack of hope and and all you want to do is give them a the best conditions they can be in for the time that they have here and we started just getting creative and we did a a meditation where I guided where we went inside their body and they had a conversation with their tumor and they were having a cup of tea with it and they were communicating with it saying i don't want to fight you anymore like i created you let's work together but whilst they're doing that they're feeling their entire body and that just then stemmed into these new so every time i was working with clients we would just adapt in a different role play for each person and then think future feel now just kind of uh, evolved into like a spiritual visualization meditation guided process and uh yeah people come out of all their own experiences within 10 minutes i've done it now with people in around 27 countries and every single person takes something away it'd be a knowing it'd be a, a answer to a question it'd be a decision that needs to be made it'll even be things like i need to take my kid on his bike and get the stabilizers off we need to do that we've been talking about it all year and they come out it's like i need to do this so yeah it's just evolved it's 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 hard to describe it and it, i don't like to label it as meditation because it's i think so much deeper than that but people do come out with the most like amazing experiences people connect with people that are not here anymore people want to make a a life decision in terms of what country to move to and they they come out of it and they know exactly where they want to go i've got i've got uh, countless uh, video testimonials of people's experiences and they're all so different and that's what i love about it is i'm not telling you what to do i'm just asking questions and taking you on a journey and then again people are more empowered to because they get to answer it they're not being interrupted they're not having anyone else saying no that's not right they're just telling you what they want from i would say your gut feeling i'd go one deeper your soul your soul's telling you all the time but we just don't listen to it yeah that's very true and that's a brilliant thing you do i mean i'm totally in awe right now cuz you're helping people without you know i, I it's just brilliant i i'm kind of like i don't have voice to express but yeah uh, but yeah so one question we got is that suppose uh, we both are in the same room now and we just imagine that and uh, i have i'm going to sit and meditate now so what 
is the thing that you will tell me and i have no clue about it so what is the thing which you will tell me that will introduce me to the topic or the term meditation that okay. if i'm right now if i have to sit down and go and then what do you tell me to do that how do okay. i meditate so i i would explain the concept of think future feel now so it come back again to my philosophy past present and future spirituality for me is just simplifying life just make things simple that like doesn't have to be confusing so let's break it down just to these components so we're always told be present be in the now but there's a problem with that if we look at it from one perspective because if i'm stressed and i've got my exams coming up and i'm stressed about them like be present i'm still stressed so i need to look at it from two perspectives one's thought the other one's feelings your feelings the true present moment i think about my past but i'm worrying i'm stressing about it now i'm worrying about my exams that are coming up it hasn't even happened yet but i'm worrying about it now so i help people come back to their feelings because that's the true present moment there's two parts to that as well we don't express our feelings enough because we worry about what people think and the second part and this is where the creation happens imagine uh you've got this chaos above your head all your thoughts it's like a thunderstorm it's very noisy and then you've got all these other things coming up as well you've got covid you've got the the exams coming up you've got people that you have to deal with family and what happens is we can't hear our gut feeling our intuition because it's too noisy normally you get your insights when you're in the shower when you're driving when you're running because you're in flow there's no noise anymore So I help people then clear the noise so they can connect to their feeling. So on the notion then our future it hasn't happened yet. So we can stress about it. But as I mentioned there's also an opposite. We can get excited about it. Our dream life the life we want. And again from the example you give the tests, we can get excited about our tests and getting the best results ever. So I help people think future, feel it now. So that would be the the explanation for it. So it's really detaching because we're always told when we're meditating, and or first of all, you ask people, do you meditate? And many people say, oh no, I can't. I can't concentrate. I've got too many thoughts going on. I can't quiet the mind. That's yeah. the problem. Thoughts. It's not about thoughts. We go past thoughts. It's your feeling. So all I ask, encourage people is when you next do it, try to just sit with your feeling. and the best place to start is try to find your pulse on your wrist so when you're then sitting in that you're just paying attention to your body and you'll become so present and things will start coming up for you in that space if you can't sit there still you do have a lot of distractions coming up then we use other uh, things to help music and i combine a lot of brazilian music now with my creation um and then if you can't do music there's mantras and if you can't do that you can do breath work like there's there's always I always say there's a toolbox for everyone. You just need to find something that works for you. But the thing that people they give up. If I just told you you're going to be healthy, you're going to sleep better, you're going to perform better, you're going to smash your tests, you could do that from 10 minutes a day. That's the best investment you could do and it's cheap. <laughs> it's free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever you do to invest in yourself will always be the most will bring out the best in you. Yeah, that's 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 my number one advice is meditation especially students time is sometimes lacking right i don't have enough time i got too much going on 
I promise you that you would be so much better with your time if you just took 10 minutes out to do the meditation. You would have much more time because <laughs> that, even that concept, I don't have enough time. We all live in the same world. It's the same time. But time, time is irrelevant. What we do with it. And sometimes I just think being in this chaotic world, sitting in that silence will then give you the, uh, the focus of what to do when you come out of it so you don't get uh, distracted by other stuff. The, the, the thing that I've got to now where I'm in my life is meditation is the best part of my day. I can make my own movie within it and I can feel every single part of it. it honestly, it's very hard to, unless you start experiencing it. And also, when your eyes are closed, you can create whatever you want. Like literally anything, you can create it. So it's almost, you can let go of your limitations, be creative, and you come out feeling amazing. And it's, I just think it's a nice go-to every single time because... Whatever else is going to happen in my life, I don't know. So at least I'm a, a, a lot more energized and, and ready to deal with it when it comes my way. One question we actually had to ask is, so every person in the world, like uh, everybody has a set of belief of his own. Like there's a goggle, there's a glass uh, we wear and we look through, look to the world through it. So, and sometimes we tend to drift away from the core beliefs and values like the core principles are there of humanity. So, yeah. So what do you say about getting back on track? Like, uh, how do we know what we're doing is the correct thing? Okay. This is, this is, I think, quite easy. And this is how we overcome that thing. So everything in life, we have a choice. Literally everything. There's an opposite. There's a positive word. There's a negative word. We can go to the cellular level. And like, if you literally just pulled out the cell of the human body, I'm studying a thing called epigenetics. And I win any argument now because this is fundamentally what it comes to is our cells. The cell has two responsibilities, grow and protect. That's it. So yeah. if you pull the cell in a Petri dish and you put some food in there, the cell will go to it by the end of the day. If you pull that same cell out and put some poison in the petri dish, the cell would move away from it, which means the, the cells have their own brain. So then grow and protect. That's fear. That's a stress state when we're in a protect mode. Or grow, that's our free state, our happy state. So it's just to always ask yourself in every moment, what are you doing at the moment? Are you grow or protect? And then oh. I have that choice. If I'm using words, and you can look at all my content and the words I use, I only, most of the time, will use positive words. Unless I'm describing things, I rarely use a negative word. I try to find the opposite. So I can't do this. I can change it. Never forget. Always remember. You can turn the tone, and, and all of a sudden, it, 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 it re-energizes you. And now I'm having conversations. If I'm not putting out negativity to the world... I can't be a negative person. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I don't get upset. It doesn't mean I don't get angry. It doesn't mean I don't get that. But I still have the choice to what words I use. And it starts from there. So it's like everything I always say, if you can break down your moment right now, what am I doing? Grow, protect. I just think it's a nice, simple way of looking at things because you can't, you can't argue with that. You have that choice. Yeah, so that's that's a totally different uh, perspective uh, that you have given us. Okay, I'd, I'd like to like shift the conversation a bit, but 
Um, one question that we wanted to touch upon was that everyone goes through failure. Everyone goes through some some way that they they had setbacks, and um, how do you deal with the setback? Because you had uh, have experienced it back in the UK, but then you have overcome it, and now you have leading a life which you're happy with, and every day is happy for you. So how did you shift? What what was the turning point, and how did you carry on with that? Uh, I, the turning point, I had two. I had the breakdown, which was one, and then I got myself in a lot of trouble, got arrested, and I ended up in a, a cell in, in Spain for 40 hours, drunk. Don't remember. I just woke up in my swimming shorts, and that was the first time in my life where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I, I have no control right now. And, and after that, I stopped drinking. I haven't drunk now in three years. But I, I, I started learning about life. Like literally was reading all the time and, and taking these things on and then starting to apply them. Um, so the way I, I like to describe that is whatever's happened in your life has happened. And just imagine if you was to extend your life out and you was to write a book for your life. If your life just went very well, it'd be the most boring book in the world. If you look at all the speakers, all the, all the people that we look up to and learn from, why do you get inspired by them? Because they've overcome something that was a kind of event in their life. So it's to almost think, okay, yeah, it's shit right now. Sorry, my language. It's, it's bad right now. But it's going to add to my story. And what a story that is. And that, that I think that's just a great way. It's like, imagine, and again, I do different concepts, but imagine being in prison. You've been arrested for something and you've now been told you've got 18 years in prison. The first thing for all this in life, we have to accept, right? This is what's happened. I've accepted. But how do you want to then, again, that choice? Imagine then, okay, I've made the biggest mistake. I've had to accept I've got 18 years. So showing up as my best self, imagine then your mission was, right, I'm going to write a book about my whole experience in here from day one. So every time there's a really terrible time that happens in prison now, that just adds to your story. What did you learn from it? What did you do differently? How can I inspire other people to it? And you could take that for anything. Being in football, for a football team, you've been put on the bench all season, you're a sub. How can I turn this into my story? Remember that guy that season, he was a sub and no one gave him, and then he worked hard at it and he then did this. It's zoom out, let go of like the failures happened. Do you guys use Photoshop? Or do you know yeah. what Photoshop is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when you get going, it's really hard, right? You fail all the time. It doesn't work. Yeah. You have to fail to get good at something. Yeah. So, so to almost look at it, just know that good's going to happen. And every negative that we call, there's a positive within it. There's a teaching within yeah. it. But, yeah, I like to use, again, I love analogies. I just think it makes sense. Everything you do, give yourself a Google review. How would I rank myself on that moment there? Oh, four out of 10. Okay, how would you make it a five out of 10? Well, do this differently next time. Cool. <laughs> let go, let go of that. Now you're gonna be a five out of 10. <laughs> we all have bad days. We all, we all have, we're gonna have moments. We're gonna have losses. We're gonna have all these fraud. We're gonna have everything. Yeah. My key bit now, it's, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be it, but we need to snap out of it again because we know how to do it now. Most people don't. Yeah, exactly. So like, 
uh, I, I would also like uh, say this is that when you're feeling sad, like many of the times the brain doesn't think about, oh, I need to get out of it. It's just like, oh my God, sad, sad, sad. So how do you get that now? Like, how do you tell the brain, hey, I mean, it's enough now. <laughs> You've, you felt sad. It's fine. It's good. Good. You should feel sad you sh- because you have to learn from it at some point. So how do you get that transition? Again, it comes to having an idea of what we're working towards. Most people get sad because that is their life and that's all they think there is. So I think the first thing is is making that choice that I want to change. I don't want to be in this place anymore. A lot of people, surprisingly, they like having that character. They like people feeling so. You'll see people on Facebook, for example, and they do the most negative posts. And then people say, oh, don't worry, keep your head up and do it. People need that. It's, it's like an identity play. So the first thing is actually being willing to want to make a change. That's the first part. And, and that comes from awareness. Okay, so if, you, if at that point right, we want to make a change. So from this moment, what are we going to do differently? It's being okay with change. And I think coming back to the people that do the talks, if you don't know what to do, just go on YouTube and start typing in anxiety, stress, or whatever your thing is, and then listen to someone else and what they did with it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, oh, that makes sense. I'm going to try that. Oh, that works. Oh, I do feel better. So again, it's taking ownership of your own life. Stop waiting for other people to do something for you. Or, or stop just waiting for life just to change. It's not going to change. It, we're not born in this world and everything is meant to happen the way it's there for us. We're the ones to decide that. To almost be like, right, I'm going to make a change. Uh, I'm going to be open to change. And then I'm going to start uh, taking ownership of my own choices. And again, coming back to that failure part, I'm going to fail, but okay, I'm okay with that now. What can I do next? Having faith that things are going to go the way you want to and then stick with it. Yeah, yeah that is really important. Like, uh, if you don't think, like, you're going to, like, if you don't have that vision of your future, like, uh, if you just want to be in there, like, uh, if you just want to be sad whole of your life, you're going to be sad. That's the thing. And uh, there's also one thing that I do when I feel down. Ki, uh, I think about other people who have lost so much. Like, there's so many sufferings in the world. People have lost both their parents in COVID. There's uh, people sleeping on the streets without food. And then I look at myself, like, uh, like I'm in such a good position. And yeah, that, that helps me. And again, it's so true. It just puts things into perspective. But yeah, it, exactly. There's always someone who's got a... And, and also, those people are not then being as sad as what we are. So it's just... <laughs> yeah. if, if, if someone can do something... So there's two things. There's one... Again, another thing that I, I think really just hits the message home. Ha, when someone gets a new world record... That means they're the first person ever to do that, right? So one, we know that there's always things that someone hasn't done that we could do, make a new world record. But then would I be right in saying, if someone's then done that, it means that it's actually achievable, that other people can go and do it. Yeah. Go and find that person who's done it. And if not, be that person to go and do it. Like, there's... (laughs) We, we can find a solution to every problem. Yeah. But I, I like your analogy of making everything positive. And that is one thing 
a ma one major thing I feel our listeners should take away from this is that even though you have hundreds of negatives, if you can turn them into positive and lead your life, that's what matters. And that's what will help you change. And just know that if you keep doing the things that you've set out to do, life becomes a lot more enjoyable. Get excited about waking up because you have a project to go and do. Yeah. And it is to all like what you've been told, you can't do this or you wouldn't be able to do that or you're not good enough. That's wrong. That's what I want people to understand. Anyone that says don't, can't, won't, that's just their opinion. That doesn't mean it's truth. There's always a way. Oh, I can't do that. I can't afford it. Okay. Well, have you, had, have you asked that millionaire over there to help you? Have you asked that person to lend you some money? There's always, if you really want something, there's a way. And this is where I'm at in my life now. I know what I got is 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 my truth i know it helped people which means that every person i speak to now i can deliver it in so much confidence to them and if they're not bought in that's fine because i know i will find someone else to help me with that process and then to help me join on onto it so it's it's really i'd say as students you've got a lot of life experience to learn so just be open to just learn all the time be open to mistakes and then just be open, like literally, to let go of any restrictions and just think, I can do this if I want to. There's a difference, and that's what, what people get confused. Some people don't like doing stuff. Then find something you do like doing. That's very true. First, uh, you're based in London, you're a fitness, you're a personal trainer, you're in London. And recently, you moved to Brazil. Uh, yeah, so we just wanted to ask, is there any particular reason to choose Brazil, like particularly Brazil? Yeah, um, a few reasons. I had a dream years ago that I was doing nine months in Brazil, long, long time ago. I then come out here for the World Cup. I come out here for the Olympics oh. and I was here. So I've been here a few times and every time I come, there's, there's something soulful about it. The weather's good, people are happy, sure. the food's incredible. And I got to a position last year, COVID really impacted my fitness companies. We had to close one gym down, go into liquidation. And when I was out here for Christmas, I, I didn't want to go through another year of surviving. And especially when I'm loving what I'm doing on the coaching. And coaching, like I'm talking to you guys now, I can do it from anywhere. So I'm like, why, why, why stay in a country that I've been all my life? when every time I go to Brazil, I love it. Why not just go out there and live and experience that bit? And again, that's that, when you talk to people that are, oh, I don't know how you've done it. You can do it. <laughs> we all can do it, there's a way. But it's so, the best decision I've, I've made so far. It's, I feel free now. Yeah, so I, related to what you just said, uh, one thing is like, have you ever felt really scared of doing, before doing something? Because Many for many people again, people don't believe you if you say that because everyone's like, Oh my god, how did you just leave a country? And that's a big deal. So, have is there has there ever been a moment where you've been like, Oh no, yeah, I, I used to get scared all the time. So, if you look at my Instagram page, there's you could go back through the video maybe a few years back, but there's a moment where I just all of a sudden become very confident. My words they flow out, I don't stutter. Uh, uh. I don't know what happened, but there was a period where, and I think it was part of the meditation and stuff. But before then, I used to wait to do talks or podcasts. I would be super nervous, like to the point where I couldn't get my words out. 
Actually, here's one to look at. This time last year, this very day last year, I did my first public speaking talk on um, COVID and I did a post on it. I right. froze in the talk. My mind just completely went and I was like, oh, I didn't know what to say like I did earlier when you asked me the question. <laughs> Hadn't happened for a while. That happened then. And I managed to get back out of it. And that, but that came my story. That day I beat myself up. I was like, I've messed up. It's my first talk. God's sake. And then I look back. It wasn't too bad. But it's the way that I dealt with it after. So again, that's just added to my story now. The first time I did, um, I, I used to teach personal trainers on the education. I had a panic attack my first day of teaching to the point where I was underneath a desk in the room next door and the paramedics had to come. But all I'm doing now, I've been through that as well. And, and it's just to know that, just think of it, that's going to add to your story. Yeah, it feels horrible at this moment in time. But when you look back again, and guys, you, you guys are now doing the podcast. I guarantee in six months' time, you're going to look back and go, wow, look how much more we've improved on here. Yeah. We self-reflect and we, you'll see that you do make improvements. It's just at this time, we always want to do more, right? We always want, but we have to go through this to mm. be at where we want. Yeah, it's, it's almost saying stop rushing. There's no need to rush because when we rush, we're not being present and we're not enjoying life. So if I was to say to you guys now, look, your podcast, keep doing interviews for six months. By six months, you're going to get in such flow that people are going to be ringing you up all the time. Can I come on the show? Can I come? Then you're then going to be like guest appearances and then you're going to get celebrities. But that would take two years. No. Yeah. And then we'd work backwards. Okay, what needs to happen for them? Then you can deal with what comes your way at that period. So, okay, one, one question not really related to anything is just a casual question is that uh, you've been a supporter of Brazil and England. If they were to play against each other, who will you support? <laughs> My home country, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then who, who do you think will win? Now, that's a controversial um, question, though. I'm favoring England at the moment. There's a buzz around us. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> having... Uh, uh, on the Saturday, Brazil were in the final against Argentina. Yeah. Brazil lost. And then England were in Italy. The last. So I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, and another thing is that our episode before this one was actually on how do we deal with stress and anxiety. But then it wasn't how to overcome. We just focus the points of like, how do we, if I'm feeling anxious right now, how do I solve it for now? But uh, we, we, got, we went through your Instagram and you have a really good post of how can, you can overcome your anxiety. So could you just talk about that a bit? And we, we actually plan to put it on our page with your, uh, like all the your points with, obviously we'll give credit, but because those are amazing and we just want to talk we just want you to talk about it for our listeners. Yeah, so uh, I think there's, there's loads of different things. Um, I think journaling is one of your biggest powers that we could do is, is to, to write stuff down. And I use the analogy that your, your genie, your body is a genie. And on the films, you rub the genie, your wish comes true. <laughs> right? So yeah. all feelings are inside your body. Anxiety is a feeling, depression is a feeling, happiness is a, it's all in your body. So whatever's in your genie will come true. 
So what I would say then, if you've got anxiety, go and find that and pull it out and just write it on a bit of paper. So at least it's not manifesting inside you. Yeah, true. Journaling for me is the best. When you get it out there, you've, you, you can at least observe it. Meditation or, or get into a, a flow state. So give yourself some time, no distractions. Um, flow state would be do something that you love doing. So you mentioned the computer games. Yeah, you go into a, a flow state there. Sometimes you have, to be, you have to pay attention though because if you're subconscious and you're not paying attention and there's all this violence and shooting and aggression, sometimes that comes on as your energy. So it's to almost know that you're playing the game and you're aware of these things. But singing, writing, playing sports, dancing, something that gets you into flow is one of the best things for healing. Um, listening to other people's stories, like we always told, t talk to other people. But sometimes we don't want to talk. Sometimes we don't think our parents need to hear us stressing or our friend's not going to understand us. So if you're not ready to talk, listen. But again, it comes back to wanting to change. If you've got anxiety, if you do the same things, you're going to continue to get anxiety. That's, that's a fact. So change it. Um, health. Like health. If you're healthy, everything else in life becomes easier. Yeah. If you've got anxiety, let's pay attention to your sleep. What's your sleep like at the moment? What can you do to improve it? Are you eating well or could you be eating better? Are you uh, being mindful of the positivity you're putting out? Are you learning for you to grow? But there's loads of different things that we can focus on to improve our health, which then improves our anxiety. So it doesn't mean we have to go down this therapy route or we have to spend thousands of pounds and all these things to make us better or get some medicine. We can just do a small little part of each of our lives. Again, look at life holistically and you'll start improving. True. Good question. Yeah. What thing can I do better than yesterday? Just one. Just writing down the pieces of paper. Okay, that's better than yesterday. Cool. Success. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you, can't, you can't be sad if you're being successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh... So is there any best mistake that you have made in your life? Like, what is the best mistake that you've made in your life? The best mistake? <laughs> the be I, I would have to say being arrested, like getting really drunk and just being a, um, a party animal. I, I literally let myself go. I, and I know why now is I was so stressed. That was kind of a release for me. So going, going through them low points, yeah, that was a, that, it was a massive turning point. So at the time, I'd say it's the worst thing I could have done. I was ashamed of it. But that, that's been the thing that's made me who I am now. So I'd say that was the best mistake I've made. Okay, yeah. And uh, uh, what is, the, uh, what is uh, the book or any movie that uh, has changed your life? Any, any movie or book, do you say? Yeah. yeah. Um, the first one was New Earth, Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. He just simplified literally everything that happens in our life. He just simplified it. And all throughout the book, I'm like, oh, oh. He explains your ego. 
he explains being present he explains like how we yeah and i listened to it in audible as well so i used to go to bed every night just yeah. to help me go to sleep i put on a, a different part of the book you could listen to it at any point and it all you could take something from it but i think yeah. i listened to it very much over a period of two years that i know the book inside out and a lot of my come from it so I'd, I'd say that for students though if you're not into reading 50 cents autobiography this new one hustle yeah. hard hustle smart any because yeah. i people and I'm, i ask them to read and Nah, I don't read. I'm like, just listen to 50. And soon as they listen to that, he even talks meditation. He even knows Deepak Chopra. But it's, it's, it surprised you. But what he shows you is how to adapt as a human. He talks about all his mistakes and his characters. Yeah. And every single person will write back to me like, oh, my God, that was brilliant. What book should I listen to next? And then I get them on a, I get them on a, a journey of just learning. And, yeah, I've... Yeah. I've I, I've got four books on the go always now, like Audible. I'm always I'm always listening when I get a chance to because I enjoy it now. Like I actually love listening to stories. I, I love learning about life and all these different things because as a life coach, everything that happens in my life I can now use for my coaching. Yeah. So I have every day I go into life. How can I use this for my public speaking? How can I use this for my coaching? And how can I use this for social media? So, like now, I've I've worked with you guys here. There's a post that I can make from this. Yeah, like I can from it, right? So, having that intention every day, that's been again come back to New Earth, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, long window dancer. No, we'll we'll check it out. As an Indian, I have to ask that uh, uh, you are also a big fan of sports. So, do you follow cricket? <laughs> not for a while like the last year my my uh, interest in sports has completely gone I, i like taking part in them but i haven't been paying attention to the tv as much so <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that answers and uh, as you're based off based out of london so uh, were you a chelsea fan when when you were in london no my, my dad <laughs> i'm arsenal uh, <laughs> oh that that's a whole I've stopped watching football. <laughs> and you see the bird behind me going into the water and then back up like it's playing with the camera. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I was just saying that we just almost decided that our next vacation will be Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to come out to Salvador and uh, I'll yeah. show you around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So Yeah, thank you Harry. Thanks for joining us here. And this has been a wonderful conversation for the both of us and we'll end the episode on a high and thank you thanks for joining us today.